When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Boop, boop. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Boop, boop. Hey, Dog Pack, Browns backers worldwide and Dog Pound Nation. It is time to kick back, relax with another Throwback Thursday on the Dogs Podcast. How are you guys doing? I don't know about you, but I know I'm fired up for the Hall of Fame game. It is a Tom Tupa and Austin Davis. And maybe you'll get me now when I say this. A Jacoby Brissett number days away. Yeah, that's right. Seven days. All those guys are number seven. Taking in the festivities. This week in Canton is on my living list. And I mean $200 plus a ticket to go watch some fourth and fifth stringers get after it. It's a little ridiculous, but if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it while our beloved brownies are in the game. And as you can see, I'm dressed for the part. Can't wait to put this gear on and get to the game. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about the helmet and chain that I got on right here. Okay, so some different colors, right? Well, as you can see, I picked the wrong one in my travels. As you guys heard, the Browns released an alternative helmet. And while I was in Vegas in April for my daughter's birthday, I think... Uh, Safe to say I picked the wrong one, uh, but after, you know, seeing it in a couple pints of glory on Fremont Street, I was convinced at that time that was going to be the alternative helmet, and I think it's still badass, but I got it anyways, so I'm going to wear it to the game. I like it. Maybe Joe Thomas will sign it. Who knows? But I'm going to take it off right now, and I want to take my sunglasses off because it's hard to see, and uh, let's get back into the show. Also, a quick update. So, Ohio-born Dusty Crum, he engineers another Red Blacks win. And, you know, the guy that I'm talking about from Kent State, I mentioned him last week. He's the quarterback for the Red Blacks. He engineered a 43-41 to win over the Stampeders. 
he was awesome again. He was 23, 29 for 257 yards, launched two TDs while running for 63 yards and nine tries. Well, thank you, Ohio. Thank you for having that guy play there and bringing him here in some miracle way. Now, I wonder, is he a Browns fan? Does anybody know? Man, this guy, I checked out Grafton, Ohio. It's like 33 miles from Cleveland Stadium. So, hey, Dustin, if you want to hang out with me and my crew of backers down in Mulligan's, we're at 201 Bank Street, 201 Queen Street. Man, that'd be awesome if he did, but, you know, a boy can dream. But let's get back after it. I'm pumped to bring you guys, the diehard dogs that you are, another player from the past, maybe. But before we get started, be sure to check out the Dogs Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Be sure to like this video, drop a comment in the comment section, and let us know how we think. You guys all know how I got started, leaving voicemails on the Dog pa Podcast website. Super easy. www.thedogspodcast.com. You spell dogs, W-A-G-W-A-D-A-W-G, if I can get that right. Do you guys remember how to leave a voicemail? Because this one's for Sashi Bernard, 6947, who was kind of saying in one of the comments, they need a little bit more nerve to leave a message. Well, you can do it. Super easy. Hit that send voice icon in the top of the website page. Then you hit start recording, and I'll coach you on one. You say, hey, Dog Pack, it's Sashi Bernard from any state, USA, and I want to hear the dog's podcast. Let's kick this party off. <laughs> Just practice that one a couple times, and if you don't like it, hit reset and try again. So let's take a look at the rest of the comments for the week. We got two from YouTube. So next up is Sashi Bernard, 6749. Love these throwbacks. Became a Browns fan after Red Right 88. Met the Browns players year the year after uh, in the practices at Kent State. Hey, Kent State, that's where uh, Dustin Crumb's from, man. That's awesome. Uh, first player to autograph, guess who? Clay Matthews. Special place in my heart. Hey, listen, uh, Sasha Bernard, I love Clay Matthews. He's one of the only guys that I really like that I don't have an autograph yet. So, Clay, if you're listening... You can send one up to Ottawa to me, but I'll be looking for one at some point. The next one is Kathy Sedek. Let me see this. 63-64. I love Clay Matthews. I hated the trade. Clay Matthews is the backbone of our defense. He sure was. He played so many years for us. He always made a big play here and there, but he was also selfless and kept his teammates into positions to make those plays as well. And you know what? I think he was just let go. I'm not sure he was traded. I'll have to check that one up again. And then last but not least on Messenger, uh, Mike Smolikic from the Toronto Browns backers. He does all their media and uh, social media, that is. Says, good work on the podcast. Just watched it. Go Browns. He's also posting it on the Toronto Browns backers site. Uh, I met him last time. We were at a Indian's Toronto game in Toronto. He did all the pictures and all the uh, posted all the social on their website. It was awesome. He does a spectacular job. So thanks so much, Mike. So this week, I want to change it up. I'm looking through social to gauge how excited Browns are, fans are about particular areas on the team. So you got to bear with me on this because it's kind of roundabout. The dogs put out some social on Nick 
Chubb, and it went something like this. I believe I saw it on Twitter. might have been Instagram. Nick Chubb is the number one ranked running back in the NFL per ESPN, as voted on by executives, coaches, scouts, and players. Is it just us, or does it feel like Nick Chubb is about to have a historical season? And then they went over a couple of reasons, Stump Mitchell saying in one of their episodes, the six yards uh, average, six yards per carry average. And uh, Chubb is expected to be more involved in the passing game, so more combined yards. Uh, the Browns have one of the best offensive lines in football, and early indications are that Sean Watson is returning to Pro Bowl form. So those are all awesome points. To which I retorted, though, the receivers need to catch the ball and soften the D. We just couldn't stretch the field last year, which was frustrating. So they ganged up on Nick. And the D needs to get off the damn field so Nick and, heck, the entire O-line can get more shots on net, as they say up here in hockey land. So it got me to thinking. I was like, hmm, who isn't excited about seeing what Jim Swartz can do with this line? Which led me to say this to myself. Well, what were the best Browns lines ever, defensive lines ever? So this week, I'm going to pick the three best lines of my lifetime. So that's going to be somewhere between 85 and now, like games that I actually watched. And I was kind of looking for most sacks per game, but mostly by season and some of the run D stats as well. So overall rushing yards. And I want to shout out to the season leaders in sacks. It was 54 and it was by the 1951 NFL champion Browns. And I was not alive for that one. Also, the single game record for the team is 11 sacks. And that was by the 1984 Browns. Now they were three and nine. And they did that over the 3-9 and nine Falcons on November 18th. So, 84, don't remember that season either. But in my lifetime, here are the three teams that I think were the best lines. And they are in ascending order of sacks. So, the first, or number three, would be from three to one. So, this is the third. The 2021 Browns had 43 sacks, and this team will be fresh in your mind. The 21 season was an anti-complimentary football season, even as the Browns kicked off the year with the heartbreaker to the Chiefs. In this bizarro world game, Nick Chubb had the one fumble that turned the tide of the game, and Anthony Swartz had his only good game of his career. So... What I'm getting at is when the O would play well, the D would not, and vice versa. But that D-line, that consisted of Miles Garrett. And you know I wouldn't do a D-line or best up without the flash. Also consisted of the other D-end, the mercenary, Jadavian Clowney. The two starters inside consisted of the Malik's, McDowell and Jackson. And you know, thanks a lot. Malik, I know you're throwing some shade on the leadership of the, the Browns, but thanks for that one and a half sack that year. Didn't do us much, but it did in this game. This team was all defensive end. They accounted for 29 of those 43 sacks. Miles himself crushed 16, which is almost one per game. And Clowney added nine. The backups, they chipped in three more while the DTs had 5.5. So thanks, Malik, for that 5.5. The D-line was stout enough 
against the run. And I found some great stats on this particular crew because it was so recent. They were 12th in the league and they only allowed 109 yards, 109.2 yards rushing. Now, now get this though. The two teams ahead of them, so the 12th and 10th ranked run defenses, were at 109.1, so 0.1 difference. So they're practically a top 10 team. I think if they would have, I, I mean, I'm doing the math off off the top of my head and I got a camera in my face, but if they would have stopped one yard per game, they probably would have been better off, right? So 17 yards would have been 108, if I'm not, if my math is correct, 0.1. Then in points allowed, they were 14th at 21.8 points per game. Well, the Cowboys, they sat at number seven and guess what the point differential was? It was 0.7 points. So they could have been, had they maybe stopped one more point every game, who knows where they would Would have been an awesome ranked defense. But as you know, the biggest frustration with Joe Woods is the blitz rate. So if you're blitzing, I mean, that doesn't really correlate to the defensive line. However, it does free up a guy and load up another blocker. So maybe one of those guys could have got free. But they blitzed super low at 22%, which was one of the lowest in the league. But the quarterback was hit 106 times, which is in the top 10 of the league. The sack rate was 6.9%, which means the D-line was getting getting it done. Because they were hitting the quarterback. Nobody was coming other than them, and the sack rate was high. I mean, if they did blitz, maybe the blitzers were getting there too. But you know what I mean. The DBs let this unit down too. They only had 13 interceptions, not even one per game. But they had a high number of defenses, pa- uh, defense passed. Uh, pass defensed is what I'm trying to say. At 79. So they were just not intercepting the ball or not holding on to the ball when it was in their hands. The main reason to kick off with this team was the Bears game. And that's when the Browns turned their home field into Sack Energy Stadium. How great was it to see Miles Garrett go off for 4.5 of those nine sacks? Yeah, you remember that Niner day. Justin Fields, it was between his hesitation to throw the ball or maybe not knowing the playbook as well as he could have, or as maybe QB, QB say, seeing ghost, coupled with Miles Garrett had a huge advantage over left tackle Jason Peters that day. He was constantly in the backfield. This made for a long day for the O and the Bears overall. The Lions feasted. Again, Miles, four and a half sacks leading the way. Clowney, the mercenary, had two. While Malik and Tack each chipped in a half sack. That game saw the Browns hold the Bears. And I don't know if you remember this part, to one net yard passing. And does anybody remember? I think we counted, or maybe it was said on the Dogs podcast, Mile had two for sures taken back. So he should have had six and a half sacks. But the game mirrored the season with the ups and the downs. And as great as the D played, Baker Mayfield threw an awful interception that pass. And you guys know what he did. Like a cowboy he is. He went and ran and tackled him, separated his shoulder, and pretty much cost him his career with Cleveland and the respect of his teammates. He should have went out of AR, but who knows what would have happened that season if he did. But 
guess what? We're in a better spot now. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, summer's in full swing, and you know what that means. Temperatures are hot, grills are hot, and the deals are even hotter at Omaha Steaks. Right now, get the Hotter Than Fire package at omahasteaks.com. America's original butcher is heating up the summer with blazing hot deals on mouthwatering grilling favorites guaranteed to tantalize your taste buds. Go to omahasteaks.com right now, enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar, and for a limited time, you can score 32 delicious grilling essentials, including 12 free burgers from Omaha Steaks for just $99.99. You'll get four of their world-famous fork tender filet mignons, four air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, four gourmet jumbo franks, and so much more for 62% off the regular price. The Hotter Than Fire Pack is your chance to score unreal savings on unrivaled quality from America's original butcher. Right now, go to omahasteaks.com, use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, in the search bar to order today. This exclusive offer is only available for a limited time. You're not going to want to miss this. Get your grilling essentials now for the rest of your summer barbecues. Hurry over to omahasteaks.com, code DOGS, in the search bar, Hotter Than Fire Pack. Get all 32 grilling items for just $99.99. That includes your 12 free burgers. Remember, omahasteaks.com, code DOGS, in the search bar. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The next D-line season I witnessed in my lifetime, uh, that I really enjoyed, and it was a fun year, was the 89 Browns. It was kind of a weird year, but I w- as we mentioned in other episodes, that the Metcalf episode, Clay Matthews, Metcalf had that electric punt return against the Bills, and in the same game of that 89 season in the playoffs, Clay Matthews had that game-saving interception. And also, we mentioned in the Clay Matthews episode, it was the first season they didn't have Marty Schoenheimer. 
And I'll say for those of you that don't know, uh, part of the reason that year was awesome, and Steelers fans will never forget, and Browns fans always do, there was a massive win over the Steelers to kick off the season in Three River Stadium. And the score, and I'm going to believe this, if you guys don't know, it was 51 nothing Browns. Yeah, you heard me. I said it, 51 nothing, 5-1-0. Greatest day of my life. So... New coach Bud Carson was a defensive mastermind who coached some great defensive lines. And actually, pre-89, he coached, he was a defensive line coach for the Steelers. Uh, he also was a defensive coordinator for the 1991 Philadelphia Eagles. And that boasted Reggie White, um, Clyde Simmons, and then uh, Jerome Brown, who was, that was an amazing line there. I also had another guy that I can't recall. That year, the Browns did lose Mad Dog Golick, and it's basically the same line without Mad Dog. So I think they had the same number of sacks, but this year they acquired Al Bubba Baker as the sack master that he was. In the middle, they would have the Wiley veteran, Carl Big Daddy Harrison, and the second-year phenom, Michael Dean Parrott. He was also next to Robert Jackson, who was paired with a promising rookie at the other defensive end position, Andrew Stewart. This was a veteran crew that didn't get fooled and was always ready for game day. They had 45 sacks on the year, and the front four combined for 31. Michael Dean, he led the way with seven and a half. And what made them go was first-year coach, that's sure you've heard this name before, John Tierlich. He was a three-time Super Bowl winner, and he's considered one of the greatest coaches of all time. And he guess who we got to start with? Marty Schottenheimer. Sorry, not Marty Schottenheimer. Bud Carson and the Browns. So why are they my favorite? It's the combo of Big Daddy and Michael Dean Perry. They were hard to run on, but they could push the pocket. It was like having two Delvin Tomlinsons. With all the frenzy over William, the refrigerator pair, I don't know if you remember him, defensive tackle, played for the Bears in 85. Michael Dean was his brother. He was just as popular in the land. He even had his own burger from McDonald's. It was called the NDP. After his initials. It was only offered in the Cleveland metro area, and it was the largest offering sold by Mickey D's. It was a three-patty bacon cheeseburger. That sounds delicious, and I hope they bring it back, because I would love to try that. The number one reason that this was my favorite D-line combo was because any group or unit that can hand a whoop into the Steelers 51 to nothing in three rivers is good for me. That D-line that day had four sacks. Bubby Brister harassed him for 10 for 22. He only had 84 yards, and he had three interceptions that saw a total of eight turnovers and three defensive touchdowns. Two of those touchdowns went to a linebacker and he just walked those in. I think Clay Matthews might have been the other one that took a fumble back or returned an interception that day, but it was an amazing game. All right, next up, the early 90s. That was one of my favorite years. And so this was after the bottom fell out of the Marty, Marty Schottenheimer teams. So, Bud Carson was gone, and the players left over from the, that team was far and few. 
So the Browns, again, hired another defensive whiz. He was right-hand man of Bill Parcells, the two-time Super Bowl-winning D.C., was named Bill Belichick. Dean mastermind that he was, of course he was going to put together a tough physical line. And that team that I loved was the 93 Browns. Now, 92 was very similar. I'll get maybe into it just a little bit. It was really the same defensive line. But this this team, the 93 team, they were 7-19 like they were previous. And it was Belichick's third run before the 94 playoffs. And if you missed the previous episodes, the, the Browns were the hoodie's first offensive experience and experiment. The D was just way ahead of the offense for most of those years. And some of those draft picks from the 1990 and 91 seasons were on the D-line, and they were starting to take off. The unit was assembled in the 1991, so the last year of Ernie Accorsi, when he was a GM, so Ernie and, and Marty pretty much assembled most of those late 80s teams. But in his last draft, he had two awesome defensive ends. One was named Anthony Pleasant, and the other was named Rob Burnett. They were the bookends to two awesome defensive tackles. We've already mentioned the burger man, Michael Dean Perry, he was still there. The second was a brash outspoken plug of a man named Jerry Ball. The Browns traded a third-round pick to Detroit for the stout run defender. The duo, shortly in the season, became known as Crush and Rush. Ball was the Crush, and Michael Dean was the Rush. Kind of reminds me of uh, Talladega Nights. If anyone of you still have that tea, get it on social because I want to see it, man. I wish I could have one of those. We love that stuff. Hashtag whatever you got to do. Dogs podcast. Let's see it. Back to uh, Jerry Ball. He consistently played at 330 pounds, which is not very common back then. These two vets with James Jones as the backup, who also doubled as a fullback on goal line. And then they had one other tackle, and he was drafted with Jamie Jones in the 92 season with Bill Belichick. And get you this name, P.O. Sangapolatelli. They also drafted a monster defensive end in the second round that year named Dan Footman. I think he had a couple off-field issues, but he ended up being okay with the Browns. These guys could get after the passer, and they racked up. 84 sacks as they did the previous year. And there's two games that stand out for me that year. And the first was the Monday night win over the Niners. And it was the sack festival in the land. In the second game of the season, though, we'll go over the first one. The Browns faced the red and gold on Monday night football. Billy B, Bill Belichick, decided that he had the personnel to go from a 4-3, which they played, to a 3-4. Matthews probably went edge slash linebacker, but they only got one sack. But the thing is, is they forced the Niners into three interceptions and a fumble, and they ended up getting a 23-13 to 13 win. And I still think I have the, the article cut out in my back somewhere here. Oh, they should have brought that out for this, this show. This game was impressive from a D standpoint. On December 5th, 1993, the sack parade that I mentioned earlier 
was against the Saints. And again, it was nine freaking sacks. 2.25 a quarter. And just like what we've seen from Belichick in his New England years or wherever he is, if he finds a weakness, he'll expose it. The starting front four were Burnett, Michael Dean Perry, James Jones started that game, and Anthony Pleasant. The defensive ends Burnett and Pleasant blew up Saints quarterback Wade Wilson for four sacks. The defensive tackles had one apiece, and the linebackers rounded out the last two to make nine. And of course, Clay Matthews was one of the linebackers. The D-line was one of my faves all time because Crush and Rush were super fun. Both guys had huge personalities, especially Jerry Ball. I wish he would have played more than one season. The D-ends were also up and coming. And I'd want to say this about Burnett and Pleasant. Who knows what would have happened if we didn't have the pause and our model was a piece of crap. You know, Burnett himself, he lasted 14 years, collected 73 sacks. He won a Super Bowl. I believe it was in Baltimore. Boo. Well, Pleasant, he ended his career with Bill Belichick. And so he got two rings in the first two Super Bowl wins for Belichick in New England. So to recap, my top three defensive lines in my lifetime. So remember, there are there were probably were better ones, but this is in my lifetime. The 2021 Browns, and they highlighted with a big game against the Bears, four and a half sacks by Miles in one game, and four and a half by the rest of the uh, defense. And that was 43 for the season. Number two was 89, the Bud Carson year. That was a veteran line, and man, 51 nothing beating the Steelers. Like, what can be better than that? And not only, they push it to the second round of the playoffs. Super awesome. As I mentioned, 93, 92, that both those most of those teams, uh, they were the same players, but the Jerry Ball trade, that made it for me. I was harder to run on those guys, and they had 48 sacks. So it was super awesome. So this is the sixth episode of Throwback Thursday. I want to thank all you guys for listening, watching, and hanging out with us here at the Dog Podcast. Join the Dog Pack. And you'll be invited to the Discord. I'll t- actually, I'll take a little bit of a moment and talk about the Discord. Uh, we have a ton of fun 24-7. There's people, like Blake says, all over the world. Uh, we got a guy in Spain, got a guy in Scotland. Uh, there's more to do than just talk Browns. We're just hanging out, talking about general life. I mean, we got the Smokehouse, Andrew Jackson, and I get into talking about bourbon uh, there's uh, Guardians threads, Cavs threads, Buckeye threads. There's even card collecting threads. I'm actually going to get on right now and see what was go- what's going on here as far as what the guys are talking about right now. Uh, so we got the truth. Senpei, he put out, here's a good. So this is a throwback Thursday right here. So he, tw- he, s- he sent out the tweet from Quincy Carter, Carrier. So teams with the most NFL championships, guess who number one is? So Green Bay Packers with 13. Number two would be the Bears with nine. Then, sure you've heard this team before, with eight, tied with the Giants, most championships in NFL history, Cleveland Browns. That's right. Steelers have six. Baltimore Ravens have two. They've got as many as the Canton Bulldogs. <laughs> so, there you go. You heard it right here. Um, 
you know what? Pastor Rob, he says the signing of juice would be sentimental crap. It would take us backwards, not forwards. He's also the type of receiver that we eat less and we want teams that crash down on us because we can't go deep at all. Yeah, that's exactly it. And you know, that that's probably coming back from uh what happened with uh Mark Marquis Goodwin. He's got blood clots. So what are they gonna do? I think you go for a guy that's got lots of speed and uh go from there. So check it out, guys. I think you'll really love it. But I had a great time. So thanks for staying in my dog cave with me and come and join the the discord here and that's pretty much it guys i ran out of stuff to say so i will see you next week and go browns thanks for listening to another episode of the dogs podcast make sure you subscribe on youtube and follow us on twitter at the dogs podcast get your thoughts on the show at the dogspodcast.com For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.